Welcome to the Vineyard Cincinnati podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from one of our weekend services. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast. Good morning, Vineyard. Whether you know it or not, every one of you in this room is a worshiper. It's not a matter of if you and I worship. It's a matter of who or what do we worship. And who or what we worship or give worth to will determine whether or not we experience the worth that God ascribes to us. We've been in a series for the last 16 weeks where we talked about being unleashed and that God loves us so much he's unleashed us for more. He doesn't want us to settle for less. He's unleashed us for more. More purpose, more identity, more hope, more boldness, more life, more evangelism, more prayer, more connection, more communion, more of anything and everything with and in him. But the thing that helps us experience being unleashed most is when we worship. Prayer and worship, connection and communion with the Father unleashes us to live unleashed. We're all worshipers. It's not a matter of if we worship, but who and what we worship. And only Jesus is worthy of our worship. And when we ascribe full worth to him, we then experience the worth that he's ascribed to us. That's why we worship. We don't worship because God's in heaven saying, please sing to me. God's not in heaven going, I need them to like me. God doesn't need to be liked or loved. He, he knows he is love. He's the epitome of love. He's very comfortable in his own skin. He's the only one with perfect self-esteem because he's got God-esteem. And it's when we worship that we experience God-esteem. And then we experience true self-esteem. That's why we've unleashed. That's how we live unleashed. The early church lived powerfully unleashed. Here's what it says about them in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It said, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. That's a form of worship, remembering the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. And they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. No one had need. All the while, with every moment of their life, in their schools, in their homes, in their workplaces, wherever they were, wherever they went, they were praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So when we worship and we live connecting to the Father, giving worth to Him, people will be drawn to us because they want to know the God we know. 
when they see us full of Jesus, they want to know who we know. So that's why it's important to worship. And we hope that Sunday is not the first or last, it's not the first time you worship during the week. We hope it's the culmination of worship. We hope you come here today and you, you, you culminate your life of worship and you leave here full of worship and full of worth that you then live a life of worship wherever you go. And if we live lives of worship, we might actually change the world. So today, here's what I want to do. We want to hear from your worship leaders. Some are staff people. Some are key volunteers. All volunteers are key volunteers. We need, doesn't matter if you're a paid Christian or just a really committed Christian who doesn't need to be paid. I'm just kidding. We're, we're committed Christians. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, and that hurt, Dennis, right? Doesn't matter. We're all full-time Christians in the kingdom of God. And I want these young worship leaders and some older to uh, share with you. We're going to kind of do little three-minute TED Talks each. They're each going to kind of share how, why they love worship, why they need worship. These aren't perfect people. They just love Jesus and know they need Jesus. I really want to do this morning, this this morning so I could sit at the cool kids' table. It was my way to hang with the musicians. I've always wanted to be a musician, and I'm not, and, you know, Kevin is going to turn my mic off during the singing, which is a bummer, because I think you guys would love to hear me sing. <laughs> we're going to lean into worship today. We're going to hear from these guys, and we're going to lean into the worship, and each one of them is going to share why they need to worship and a song that really means something to them, and then we're going to worship. And I want you to take whatever posture you want during worship, whether you want to kneel, sit, stand, hands raised, hands on. I don't raise my hands because I feel something. I rarely feel something. I raise my hands because it's an act of discipline to say I need you, God. So we're going to start with Parker and Darius. Parker is uh, on the worship team for our student ministry. Give it up for our student ministry right here. Come on. And he's on the, the worship team. He leads worship for students, and he's an amazing young man. He's 21, going on 51. He's really wise. And Darius, I'm just in love with this guy. Man, he, he's on our worship team as well. He makes me laugh, but he just loves, he's got an infectious laugh, but he loves Jesus. He's got 92 kids. No, what do you got, five, five kids? How many kids you got? Five kids. And I just love it. But then we're going to hear from the others. So go ahead, Parker, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, so worship has always been a super important part of my life. Um, but it wasn't until recently, I would say the last three, two to three years where my perspective has changed a lot with it. And so about five years ago, or I would say my entire life really, worship was always an event. It was always something that I did Sunday morning, within these walls actually, uh, or Wednesday night, uh, and it was only through the avenue of music. That was what worship was. I loved it. I really felt the presence of the Lord through worship, but that was it. Uh, but then after high school, I uh, moved overseas for about a year for missions work. And it wasn't until I was exposed to other worldviews, other cultural beliefs of worship, where that construct totally blew up. I mean, I was exposed to cultures and ways of worship and languages I didn't know, uh, with practices I was a little uncomfortable with. But through all of it, I felt the Lord, and the Lord was present. 
And it was with specifically this one community in Thailand. It was just we're in the middle of nowhere, a farming community. And these farmers, their foundation of life was worship. They lived out the phrase, worship is a lifestyle, not an event. And that's what it really hit me. Worship is a lifestyle. And these farmers worshiped at work, at home, when they were out having fun, in church, out of church. And the fruits of it were absolutely incredible. And so after I was, I lived with them for about three to four months. And when I came back home, I brought this passion for worship becoming a lifestyle. And uh, they always told me worship in its most beautiful and simple definition is ascribing worth to the Lord. And you can do that in any way. You don't have to be singing. You don't have to be playing guitar. Uh, and one of, the biggest, one of the big things that they reminded me was the importance of inviting the Holy Spirit into your life, into your moment, into your worship set. And so the song I chose is a song called Rest On Us. And lyrically, it's literally just inviting the Holy Spirit to come rest on you, to come rest on your family, to come rest on the church, to come rest on the situation. And so the song I chose is Come Rest On Us. And I encourage you as we sing it um, to invite the Holy Spirit in. That's right. Invite him into the now or invite him into a situation that you need him in. But yeah, that is worship becoming a lifestyle not an event, is what has helped me lead and unleash life. That's good. Darius. Well, um, I have a similar story to Parker. It wasn't overseas. It was in Cincinnati. But um, I've been doing music all my life. I was raised in a musical family. and You play like 82 instruments, right, or something like that? Yeah, like, like two. <laughs> but um, I got to a point in my life where I realized I was doing music and not worship. Mm. And I was actually, I borrowed my brother's car. I don't know where I was going, but I was on 75 South. And he had a CD and a CD player. A CD player. <laughs> uh, and what it was, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was this uh, Kim Walker CD. Mm. And I never heard of Kim Walker. Never heard this style of music. Uh, come from a Baptist background where organs and choirs marching down the aisle and and so that's what I was used to. Um, put on this song, and it was this song called All Consuming Fire. And she just kept repeating these words, All Consuming Fire, You're My Heart's Desire. I'm like, man, what is this feeling? And I just got, got tingly and start crying. I had to pull over the car because I couldn't drive, I couldn't see. And ever since then, man, I've been chasing after that feeling. Mm. Uh, this feeling of love, this feeling of of warmth and, and being, a, being accepted in Christ. And yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So we're going to lean into the truth of the Holy Spirit who loves each and every one of us deeply and radically. And we're going to invite him to stir. If you're a Christ follower, you don't need to invite the Holy Spirit to come. He's already in you. But if you're a Christ follower, you say, Holy Spirit, stir, move, overflow. If you're not a believer in Christ, that's okay. And if you want to step into relationship with Jesus, you just say, Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinful person in need. Come fill me and believe, Holy Spirit, God indwells you to help you follow him. So um, you can take whatever posture you want for these next two songs. You can kneel, you can sit, you can stand. Again, 
I have to choose to raise my hands. You can raise hands. You can hand, hand, hang hands low. Whatever posture you want. Here, here's what I encourage you not to do, though. Don't do this. Don't do this. And if you come in here, I know we all come in here with different things, come in with frustration, irritation. Let that go. Just kind of do this. Even if you're ticked off, just take that away and say, God, I can't do it on my own. So again, if you want to stand, go ahead and stand right now. If you don't, you can stay seated. But I invite you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And just say this to yourself. Holy Spirit, we need you. Jesus, we need you. Father, Holy Trinity, we need you. We need your grace. We need your love. Stir. Rest on us. Let's worship. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. So calm down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you feel the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will feel me calm down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you feel the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will feel me. the gates let heaven on in come rest on us come rest on us fire it wind come and do it again open up the gates let heaven on in come rest on us come rest on us so calm down spirit when you move you make my heart come when you feel the
baptize us, come baptize us. All-consuming fire, you're our heart's desire, living flame of love, come baptize us.
that we're recalibrated. It's in worship that we're reminded that we're not in control. Even though we think we are, we're not. And we're reminded that he loves us. And that first part was about repenting, turning from looking this way and turning to look this way. This next part, Tyler and Jake are going to talk. You can be seated if you wanted to. Want to. Tyler and Jake are going to talk about giving focus and glory to God. Worship is about turning our affections upward. Tyler, as you know, is our uh, worship leader. He leads the team. And Jake has uh, been a, a key volunteer for years here. He plays keyboards. And he's, just an in, he's just an engineer, right? He should be wearing a pocket protector, but uh, he's actually a, a cool engineer. Uh, but uh, oxymoron. But uh, just like a smart pastor is an oxymoron. But anyway, the... Uh, so Jake is going to start out by sharing why worship is important to him. I will say engineers are good tithers, so <laughs> just, just be nice to them, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah my, so my problem is because uh, I'm an engineer, dumb. you know, I'm cynical. Um, I use my thoughts to, to guide me sometimes, and my thoughts can be negative. But worship for me uh, bypasses my brain and, and goes straight to my heart. Mm. And um, in those moments, when God is connecting with me that way, I can resonate with his deeper truth, which is that he's worthy and he's good. And I'm thankful. I'm grateful for everything he's given me and my family and, and this church and my friends and, and just who he is. And, you know, I think God uses the heart to lead the mind. And uh, so Heart of Worship is a song that connected with me in that way when uh, I was in college, I had a period of doubt, and that song really just resonated with my soul and reminded me of who God was, Amen. you know. So that's mine. Amen. I love it. Um, and then uh, I chose a song that probably will be unfamiliar. Um, it's a song called Grace So Glorious, and I, and I remember this song from a time in my life um, because what I, what I, as I was thinking about this idea of, like, how does worship point me back to Jesus. What I feel like when I'm worshiping, I'm focused on Jesus, right? It's, it, it, we, can, we can step into this place of worship and not be focused on Jesus. That's right. But when I do, the only thing I can focus on is Jesus. That's right. And I think that's so important because we can put our focus, I mean, we have a choice every day to focus on a million different things. There's so many things in our world that are trying to grab our attention. Uh, and so it's so easy for us to give focus to things, right? Like giving focus to uh, everything from the simplicity of what we look at on our cell phones to what we interact with in our day to day. Like anybody, like, you know, sometimes focus is good. Like when you're going to the gym and you're eating healthy, it's great to focus that way. But then there's that point where you like had a gym membership in January and now it's April and you're taking a different route to work so you don't have to focus on the gym <laughs> on the way, right? I've been, exactly. that's been me. And so, uh, like, we can focus on so many different things, and it's so important what we focus on. And so I think about worship for me, it's the sense of when I, when I appropriately and honestly engage in worship with my whole heart, my focus becomes on Jesus, and then everything else gets put to the wayside, right? I am a cla- I'm a classic firstborn child, right? I want to I wanna look impressive. I want to be the leader and I like to fix things. 
And so when I put my focus in fixing things, I find my value in how much I'm able to fix. When I put my focus on being impressive, it's not about the heart, it's just about how many impressive things can I say to somebody in a matter of time. But when I focus on Jesus, Amen. it doesn't matter how impressive I am, Amen. because he's called me beloved, right? When I focus on Jesus, it doesn't matter if I'm the leader, because I'm following him. Amen. And so I, it, it is a, worship is just truly a reminder for me of why focusing on Jesus matters. Because the things that I would try to supply myself with life will just fall short. But the truth is that he can provide life and he has. And, uh, and so these two songs that we're gonna sing are just, I love them both because they're just so vertical, right? They, it almost takes us out of it and just says, God, this is who you are. This is the truth of the gospel. This is the truth of you. And, and, and so now that we've invited Holy Spirit, what we're gonna just step into and say, God, the glory is yours. Amen. And we're just gonna declare that. And, I, and my prayer is that, you know, it, there was a time in my life where I didn't believe the words of the song that I picked, but I sang them enough and I listened to them enough that eventually they became true for me. And so that's what worship is, right? In the same way we're shrugging off this, this uh, our arms fold, we're shrugging that off because we're saying no matter what our circumstances are, we're choosing to worship, right? We're choosing to put our focus on Jesus. So um, same thing goes, whether you wanna stand, whether you wanna sit, um, this space is kind of yours, but we're, we're gonna lead these next two songs and I'd love to invite you to uh, honestly participate and, and put your focus on Jesus with us. So let's, do, let's just sing these together. simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have you search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship It's all about you it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus.
of Jesus Christ No shadow remains for shame to hide Redemption shown for all to see Perfection bore our penalty with a grace so glorious Immortal day 
When mercy dawned a crown of thorns, as law gave way to liberty and freedom for humanity, with a grace so glorious, and oh, the glory of the Savior's love, surrounding our surrender to know forever we are welcomed home. So crowned in glory to glory, worthy is the Lord of all the glory forever. praises without end all hailing the king of righteousness and every eye beholds the one our hearts we're undeserving of with a grace so glorious and oh Surrounding our surrender to know forever we are welcomed home. So crowned in glory to glory, worthy is the Lord of all the glory forever. Holy is the Lord. sing a wondrous day. Oh, wondrous day when I will see the face of him who ransomed me. And I'll fall in worship at his feet, then rise to reign eternally with a grace so glorious. Oh, yeah. 
That chorus one more time. The crown in glory to glory, worthy is the Lord of all the glory forever. Holy is the Lord, crown in glory to glory, worthy is the Lord of all the glory forever. Holy is the Lord. Let's just sit for a moment in silence. Just in your heart, give worship to God. Just say, God, I need you. You're God. You are the only one worthy of my worth. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory that we exalt. Oh, 
one of the greatest things about worship is when you stop and pause and breathe and remember and recalibrate, as Tyler said, Jake said, you know, they said, we're reminded of his love for us. And it's, like we said last week, the most selfless thing you can do is actually acknowledge that your first and greatest thing about you is that you're loved by God. The most important thing about you is not that you're a sinner, saved by grace but that you are a beloved son or daughter of the king. And so Jerry, who's just amazing, she's 22 years old, has a voice of an angel. I taught her how to sing. Um, but the, uh, she's going to share uh, why worship's so important to her and why this song, Reckless Love, is so important to her. But go ahead, Jerry. Hi, guys. Worship to me is a weapon. It's the weapon that I use every time that I feel like I'm falling short or that I'm a mess. And there's been a lot of times that I've been here on stage and life has been falling apart in the back. But then I come here and I worship and I feel like I won that battle. Because I did. Not that the things had changed, but my posture and who I'm with has changed. Uh, and yes, I chose this song, Reckless Love, which is a controversial song. Um, <laughs> I love this song because it feels like the way I pray to God, which is a human way to pray, not a perfect way at all. Um, and I believe reckless is a way of, ex a little bit of explaining how Jesus loves us, putting it on a human way, in a way that we can understand it a little bit. Um, so when I pray a lot, what's, what's happened is I, I journaled and I went back on my journal and I looked back and I saw, this is also controversial, a word that I repeated a lot was, God, you're crazy. You're crazy. How do you love me right now? How are you still telling me you love me, you care for me, and that you're with me when I turn my back on you every day? Sometimes multiple times of the day, and he's still there. And that to me is reckless. But also, this is kind of cool. I, I've sang this song multiple times in Spanish. And the name of the song in Spanish is um, A Love With No Condition, Amor Sin Condición. And then how reckless is that? Somebody to love us with absolutely no conditions. He comes back for us with no conditions in spite of us. Man, so it's good. Worship, and what I would encourage you to do with worship: use it as your weapon. Use it every time. Go to it. Lean on it. It is not about us. It's the moment where we can lean on God and me. Like I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. And we get that imagery, and we can repeat those melodies daily. There's no shadow he won't light up, no mountain he won't climb up. There's no worse to say that on the Bible, but I believe that's what he would do. He would come for us every single time, in any time, in any way. He would show up because he loves us that much. God's love. Yeah, that's right. Amen. God's love, theologically, is not reckless. It is perfect. But practically speaking, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. 
on the surface how reckless it appears that God so loved the world, each and every one of us, that he sent his son to become the God-man to relate to us, to die horrifically on a cross, live a perfect life, die a horrific death, to save us, to give us love. My favorite song is He Loves Us. I love to be strong. I love to look strong. I love to act strong. I tell my wife, my wife knows it, my kids know it, I'm like a duck on the water. I look really calm at all times, but my feet are churning. I'm always trying to stay in control, always trying to have it together for the family, for the church, for... That gets really tiring. Can I get an amen on that? It gets really old, and, and sometimes I get shaken because I, I don't feel very lovable a lot of times. I know I look lovable. I mean, come on. What's not to love? Come on, give me, come on. Darius, you know. I start popping my pecs. That's not in the notes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I repent. I see you, Mike Jett. You're smiling right now. You're rolling your eyes. My wife just bent her head down. But I need God's love. And it's the love of the Father that reminds me I'm not in control. It's the love of the Father that reminds me no matter how much the world might feel shaken, he's in control. There's a verse in Hebrews chapter 12. It talks about worship. It says, therefore, in light of all that God is, all that he is, all that he's done, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The kingdom of God that you're in is unshakable. It cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. When we worship the Father and sit in his love, we experience his unshakable kingdom and we become unshakable. It's in his love, on the foundation of his love, when we offer our bodies as spiritual acts of worship, that's when we live unshakable lives. So we're going to worship the Father. We're not worshiping his love. We're worshiping the Father. And in so doing, we're experiencing his amazing, reckless love and his amazing love for you and I. Would you stand? We're going to take communion now, which is the beautiful act of worship, an act of reminder of his love. I love taking communion to community. If you don't have communion, someone will walk around and give it to you. You can come up and grab one. Take the wafer out on top. I want you all hold that up. And as you hold that up, remind yourself. When Jesus broke the bread, go ahead and break it to remind yourself that he broke, his body was broken on the cross. And as you break it, hear the Father, hear Jesus say to you, I love you so much. I love you this much. He spread his arms wide and died on a cross so he could rise and set us free from our sin. Do this in remembrance of his love. As you take the cup, do so remembering that his blood was poured out on a cross to remind you that he loves you more than you could ever love yourself. To rest in his love. 
do this in remembrance of his love and his grace. Let's worship.
truth where I believe it. There's no wall it won't kick down. I won't tear down. Coming after us. There's no shadow you won't light up. And mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. I won't tear down. jealous for me loves like a hurricane I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy when all love a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so. We are his portion. So we are his portion. He is our prize. Drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. So heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. My heart turns violently inside of my chest Cause I don't have time to maintain these regrets When I think about the way that He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves Oh, He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves. Yes, how He loves. Yes, he loves us. Oh. 
sing it one more time. Because yes, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. I want to invite the prayer teams down. And if you are here today and you want to experience a fresh touch of the Father's love for you, come get prayer. We also have a ministry slide up here. To people that pray and ask the Father, lay things on their heart, they've shared things with us. Said maybe people in the audience may have some of these things, of physical or emotional, spiritual needs. If any one of those things is you, come get prayer. Uh, I can promise you this. Not everything physical or spiritual that you want healing for is going to be healed this side of heaven. But I promise you, if you want spiritual and emotional healing with the Father, if you want him to come touch your life and save you and set you free from sin, he, he will do that every time. So come get prayer. If you want to pray in your seats, turn to each other, but just love on each other, care for each other. I just want to remind you, marriage conference October 20th and 21st, come to that. Uh, Ted Cunningham, sign up online, early signups. But bless you guys. Go full of worship and living a life of worship. Live unleashed. Bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast.